No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we study Psalm 7, where David prays for God's justice against his persecutors and praises him for his deliverance. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Have you ever been slandered? Has anyone ever spoke against you behind your back? Of course you have. We all have. And if you are truly living for Christ, then it is guaranteed that others will speak against you and even seek to destroy your reputation. So how do we handle that? In Psalm 7, David is dealing with just such a situation. Psalm 7 begins by saying a meditation concerning the words of Cush, a Benjamite. Now, we know very little about Cush, who was a Benjamite. This is the only place he appears in Scripture. Some speculate that since King Saul was also a Benjamite, that Cush was one of Saul's men who sought favor with his king by speaking slanderous things against David. Whether or not this is the case... David certainly had many enemies, and they took advantage of every opportunity to slander him. We can all relate to this because the word devil means slanderer. The Bible tells us that he accuses us before God day and night. Verse 1, O Lord my God, in you I put my trust. Save me from all those who persecute me, and deliver me lest they tear me like a lion rending me in pieces while there is none to deliver. David places his trust completely in the Lord, and that's a good place to place our trust, for the name of the Lord is a strong tower, according to Proverbs 18.10. Proverbs 3.5 tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart. If we trust in the Lord and keep his commandments, then we won't be ashamed. Now, this is the first time in the Psalms that David uses the covenant name of God. In Hebrew, it is spelled with the consonants Y-H-W-H. Some people pronounce it Yahweh, others pronounce it Jehovah. No one really knows for sure how it is pronounced, but it comes from the verb to be. As the Lord revealed to Moses, I am that I am. He is the becoming one. For he becomes to us whatever it is that we need, whether peace, provision, salvation, righteousness, or healing. Who is like him? As a shepherd boy, David knew what it was like to deal with lions who sought to destroy the flock. They would show no mercy, but crush the bones of innocent lambs in their jaws, and with their sharp teeth, they would rip open their flesh and consume them. No sheep could deliver another sheep from a lion. Only the shepherd could do that. Therefore, David cries out to his shepherd to deliver him from these ferocious lions who have come to tear him apart. We are reminded of Peter's words to the church. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him. And be strong in your faith. 
Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. Yes, the devil comes against us as a roaring lion. He seeks to slander us and ruin our reputation. He wants to consume us and destroy our witness. But we can and we must resist him by being strong in our faith and trusting in the Lord with all our hearts. He is our good shepherd and he beats up lions. Verse 3, O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is iniquity in my hands, if I have repaid evil to him who was at peace with me, or have plundered my enemy without cause, let the enemy pursue me and overtake me. Yes, let him trample my life to the earth and lay my honor in the dust. Selah. David does hear the same thing that Job did when he was accused of wrongdoing by his friends. He prays, Lord, if I have done this, if I am wrong and I have sinned against my neighbor, then let me get what I deserve. Let my enemy pursue me, overtake me, and trample me in the dust. He ends it with that musical term, Selah, which we believe means to pause and think about it. That pregnant pause here could in fact be David allowing God to search his own heart. And that's what I love about David. Most people, when they are accused by others, immediately defend themselves. They give no indication that they could be wrong. But David was humble enough to acknowledge that he could have sinned. So he often appeals to God to search his heart and show him if there is some evil in him that he is unaware of. I think this is wise for us to practice and could very well prevent us from spiritual blindness. As it has been said, there are none so blind as those who will not see. On the other hand, when the accusations are flying, and if you are a godly person, they will fly, it is easy for us to yield to the devil's condemnation. We must remember that for the Christian, while God may use others to correct or even rebuke us, it condemnation is not from him because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. When dealing with criticism that we think is undeserved, we can always say something like, I appreciate your concern. I don't see it that way, but I will give it some thought and prayer. I could be wrong. I have been wrong before. This does not concede anything, but gives us the space to humbly ask God to search our hearts and show us if there is any truth that he wants to show us. Verse 6, Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up because of the rage of my enemies. Rise up for me to the judgment you have commanded, so the congregation of the peoples shall surround you. For their sakes, therefore, return on high. The Lord shall judge the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to my integrity within me. Now, in the previous psalm, David didn't want God rebuking him in his anger, but here he prays that God will deal with his enemies in his anger. David seeks God's righteous and holy judgment against his persecutors. I think it is often difficult for us to wait for God's judgment. It's hard to be long-suffering, 
especially when we are being falsely accused or mistreated. We must remember how much and how long Christ suffered at the hands of sinful men and how patiently he waited for his father to act. There is a Greek proverb that says, the mill of God grinds late, but grinds to powder. I am thankful that God has been so long-suffering with me. He is long-suffering with others, too, even with my enemies. God, give us grace and patience to wait for your judgments. David also prays that God will judge him according to his righteousness. Now, he didn't pray this in Psalm 51 after the affair with Bathsheba. There he cried out for mercy and prayed that God would blot out his transgressions. I don't personally ask God to judge me according to my righteousness because I know I have no righteousness of my own. My righteousness only comes as a gift of God's grace because I trust in Jesus. But I do agree that if we have acted in integrity, that is, if we have sought to honestly be on the inside what we profess to others to be on the outside, then we can pray and reasonably expect God to render his judgment on our behalf. Verse 9, Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. My defense is of God, who saves the upright in heart. See, David knew that ultimately the wickedness of the wicked would come to an end. And he makes God his defense. Now, I think that is just wise because it's so easy that when we are under false accusation that we seek to defend ourselves. I remember many years ago that we were being slandered against. It ultimately would lead to a church split. And and of course, my first reaction was to want to defend myself. But I'll never forget, I was out in the backyard mowing my lawn and the Lord just spoke to my heart. Daryl, I am your defense, and I am your righteousness. And I never forgot that. And that's really what David was saying, Lord, you are my defense. And I have found that, you know, God will let me defend myself, but if I defend myself, then he won't defend me. And I have found that he's a much better defender of me than I am. Verse 11, God is a just judge, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he does not turn back, he will sharpen his sword. He bends his bow and makes it ready. He also prepares for himself instruments of death. He makes his arrows into fiery shafts. We can count on God's judgment. Now, I think many times we hear things, we see things, and it just riles us up. And we're like, God, do something. You know, we're crying out for justice in a world that is not just. But think about all that God sees and hears. He sees every sin. He even knows what people are thinking. I mean, if you knew what your friends were thinking about you, uh, then they probably wouldn't be your friends anymore because you wouldn't want them around, you know? But God sees all of this, hears it all, and is so patient and doesn't bring his justice and judgment around until the day of his judgment. And then it is severe. He will bring forth instruments of death his arrows, his fiery shafts. You know, there's a lot of people today that don't think that there should be any kind of authority with any teeth in it. Well, let let me tell you, God has authority and he has teeth in it. And he will bring his great wrath against the wicked in his day. 
Behold, the wicked brings forth iniquity. Yes, he conceives trouble and brings forth falsehood. He made a pit and dug it out and has fallen into the ditch which he made. His trouble shall return upon his own head and his violent dealing shall come down on his own crown. And that is for sure what happens. The person that digs a pit to try to trap somebody else will fall into it himself. Whatever it is that he reaps, he will sow. What comes around goes around, or goes around comes around, however that is. Uh, But they're going to get what they ultimately deserve. What they've sought to do to others will come on their own head. Finally, he closes by saying, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. And this is what I so love about the Psalms of David. You know, as so often is the case, he begins with his complaint. In this case, complaining about his false accusers, his enemies. But then in the end, he looks to the Lord to be his defense. He looks to the Lord to render justice. And he ends his psalm by praising the Lord because of his righteousness and singing praises to his name. And that's what we need to be doing. You know, I think so much of our anxiety and our anger could be dealt with so much better if rather than complaining about those people, we simply begin to praise the Lord for his goodness and his love and his mercy and his long suffering and his grace toward us that we don't deserve. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll examine Psalm 8, where David considers the glory of the heavens and asks, What is man that you are mindful of him? We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.